Hey guys, this is Jack from the Horror Movie Podcast with a little edition of Oscar Nominations. The category today is Best Picture. Let's do a little word association. Maybe a letter association. A is for Arrival, starring Amy Adams. She talks to aliens, folks, in this one. Fences. F is for Fences. Denzel Washington, Viola Davis. Does it get much better than Viola Davis? I don't think so. Um, Hacksaw Ridge, starring Andrew Garfield. Not to be confused with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ho! Hell or High Water. I still, I still don't know nothing about Hell or High Water. Uh, Hidden Figures. This movie's about some underappreciated ladies who saved the Apollo mission. Look it up. True story. La La Land, a musical starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Folks, sorry. This thing looks like the odds are on the winner to take home the Best Picture Oscar. Lion! Starring Nicole Kidman and Dev Patel. It's based on a book called A Long Way Home. Moonlight. It's a story about growing up on the tough streets of Miami. And finally, our final possible movie for best picture Manchester by the Sea starring Casey Affleck Casey anyway um, enjoy yourselves have a great week if you want more on horror movies go to the horror movie podcast thank you very much I'll see you later No, here's why I like um, Planet Comic Con, or let's just say that one, because those people are the least judgment. People that go to this are the least judgmental group of people ever. Yeah, I could walk around in nearly anything, mm-hmm. and it'd be like, oh, yep, it's okay. He can, it's fine. He can, he can dress like you know Princess Leia and Jabba's sure. Jabba's palace. It's fine. Yeah. No big deal. Why not? Interesting. What a group. Yeah. What a group. Anyway, but there's um, Stan Lee was there last year. Cool. He's not there this year, but there's several random. He's still around. He is. I was a foot away from him. Is he in his 80s or 90s? He's probably in his 90s. Wow. You know, he was in World War II. Wow. So, anyway. If I make it to my 90s, I hope I'm... Still that with it. He is with it. You can tell he's mm-hmm. got it going on. Yeah. He keeps being in those Marvel movies, too. Yep. You know it. Um, Aaron Dicer, welcome back to the horror movie. Oh, podcast. hey. It's um, good to be back. We've been recording all day, actually. <laughs> you're enti- been literally here you're in- for weeks. Literally, your entire day we've recorded, and we're going to... Not really. Um, so, we are going to talk today about the movie Ishtar. Yeah. Which is your favorite movie ever? Of all time. No. That um, is not true. That's just false. Don't you put those words in my mouth. Well, too late. <laughs> we can now edit that audio however we want. <laughs> that's right. It is my favorite movie. Ishtar is the best movie <laughs> of all time. Good job. I like it. That's all the pitch we needed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, Ishtar is a film that gets bashed a lot. 
Yeah, it's a classic flop. It is known as one of the the big flops of kind of the, I think it was 1987, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and financially a flop, critically a flop, just, you know, complete flop. And um, a lot of fun backstory. We talked on our midweek episode about some of the backstory. Yeah. Feel free to come back to it and talk about whatever you want. Sure. This is your third time? I believe so. You're in rare, rarefied air. Oh, yeah? You don't have many three-timers? There are a few. Okay. But not a lot. I'm trying to remember. We, I, I will never, ever remember the name of the first movie you had me do. Season of the Witch. Yeah. It was some some really <laughs> incredibly amazing I like. I loved it because, like... <laughs> The knights, the Teutonic knights that have been going on these crusades uh-huh. and have been killing people and just looting things, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden one day they, there's they you know they've just been t- pushed one one too far, one too many, yeah. And him and Luke 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 Cage, Nicholas Cage and Ron Perlman have yeah. had enough. Yes, they're like J Lo. Enough. That's maybe not good. That's all it. Uh, that's all it took. That's all it took for them to go and. Anyway, and then you had me on, and we did the worst movie of all time, which, in my opinion, uh, Avatar, yeah, uh, the last Airbender, last Airbender, last yeah. Airbender. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Um, I don't know if it's the worst of all time. Well, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you, it's my opinion. You'll never convince me. What's ironic is uh, I just uh, saw Split recently, which is M Night's new movie. He's back. He's back. You think? You you think? I, Listen, I if you like M Night's classic stuff, I do. Run, don't walk to the movie theater. Wow. Hold your ears so you don't hear anybody spoil anything okay, for okay. you. Don't, do don't, the don't, la, don't, la la don't, la la la. Yeah, which you live get, your life that way because that's right. You see a screen, you have to look away because you, <laughs> folks. If you didn't already know this, um, if you didn't already know this, Aaron does not watch trailers. No, of any movie. No, in fact, my goal is to see, I call it the uh, zero frames, hashtag zero frames. My goal is not to see a single frame of the film until I'm watching it in context of the movie. So I try to avoid not only trailers, but any kind of promotional pieces, uh, even full scenes that are out of context. I want to go in as pure as possible. I just think that's pretty awesome. In my perfect world, you would only know possibly well in my perfect world you wouldn't have to know anything because i'm going to go see it anyway as a critic and you're going to be the judge of it and I, yeah exactly but if, if i know you still have to sell tickets so in my perfect world the marketing would consist of the rating okay the genre because okay. people like different kinds of movies the director yes. and the starring actors and that's all you would know going into a movie so that would give you enough information you go okay will smith's in it uh spielberg's directing it I know I want to see this. It's a sci-fi movie, okay. you know, uh, and it's rated PG-13. But okay, how about this? No name people in that mindset. Mm-hmm. You'd have to go off of a genre, yes, and a rating. Yeah, is that enough though? Uh, For yeah. nobody. Well, if you've got, yeah, on. if you've got, yeah. do they do that anymore? I think it's. I mean, I love it when there's you know hardly anybody that's well known. Yeah, I can't think of one good example. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, think of think of movies like uh, like the last one I can think of with without any big name people was probably um, Star Wars Seven. 
That is true. You know what I mean? Like Daisy Ridley wasn't really well known. John Boyega. I mean, of course, Harrison yeah. Ford was in it. You could, but you would have known the genre. You already know. Well, the movie, but you yeah. you would have known the title of the movie too. You would have known it was Star Wars Seven. Who needed a preview to know if they wanted to see Star Wars Seven or not? Would Star Wars? I like how we start to start talking Star Wars. Would Star Wars have the Force Awakens? Have, in case well, you know. let's say the original stuff the, yeah. in seventy seven. Yeah, if that would have been true. Yeah. Would it have actually been huge? Yes. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's it kind of was thing. anyway, right? That's the thing. It, yeah. it kind of became that anyway. So. Yeah, I think okay. it would have followed a very similar pattern, in fact. Have you seen the new – just bear with me. Have you seen the new Ghostbusters? Uh, the, the female Ghostbusters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think? Because you, you never saw a preview. Correct. You didn't listen to any critics. No. I, I use that one as an example – of a movie that was doomed from the get-go. Sure, it was. Because people go, oh, it's the Ghostbusters and there's women, and <laughs> we're, we're mad about that. We can't, you can't have that. Where's Peter Bankman at? <laughs> and you're just like, well, give I mean, it a chance. Still, there's a... Like, it's like three weeks before the movie, and it's like on Rotten Tomatoes, is like a two. Or, I mm-hmm. mean, it's like, how? How's that possible? They would, have, they would have had to hit it out of the park to have a success with that movie. Yes. And they did not hit it out of the park. Yeah. They, uh, did they get they, on base? They made a decent movie. Um, I think I gave it a B minus. Okay. Something like that. I actually enjoyed myself. I thought Kate McKinnon was fabulous she in is that talented. movie. Yeah. Um, and I think those gals together work. Uh, but I don't, yeah. I, overall, it, there wasn't enough there for me to. Chris, you said Kristen Wiig didn't get to be herself in that. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen it. And not that I've just not wanted to see it. I just haven't seen it. But I remember thinking that early on going, who's seeing this movie this early that they can just all rip it so bad? Yeah. And it really just comes down to, and I, it comes down to that, that scenario I think played out in, I think people wanted the original cast and then wanted some semblance of them tagging into i'm not sure who because who would have who would have been those people yeah they would have cast okay let's say they cast all men okay Mm -hmm. they would have cast like jesse eisenberg and people would have been like oh no i or they would have casted like like they're not going to cast like um chris hill well he was already in the movie yeah i was gonna say it's like they're not gonna cast him as like peter bankman i mean you know i i think they're if it were me, the decision, the main decision I would have made differently is I would have made it a legitimate sequel. I would have put it in the same universe with a new team that had heard about what the old team did and was putting together their own thing. Mm-hmm. Then you don't have to worry about all one of the silliest things in that movie are the cameos fitting in all the people from the original <laughs> Ghostbusters and these weird and, and they're not even the same people. No, 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 they're not. Yeah, because it's not the same universe. So oh, they made it that way. They right. said that initially. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not in the same world. Otherwise, those actors would be the people they were, you know, from that I see world. What you're Plus, this is in a world where this hasn't happened before. And they're, I mean, the movie is the basically the same it, movie. It's the original movie, but mm-hmm. it's with women. I mean, that the, there were three movies that year uh, that were that way, right? Ghostbusters, uh, Creed, and Star Wars were all basically the <laughs> the same as the <laughs> the first movie. So yeah, that's but, true. But yeah, it's funny. The difference is Star Wars and Creed hit it out of the park. Like they made great movies. So, in my opinion, a, a uh, that was a, a two for three on on reboots. This is a this is a wonderful conversation on Ishtar, by the way. But this is but here's what I'm going to say though. Here's what here's what I will say. Well, another '80s movie. We were talking about Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But another '80s movie was Ishtar. That is true. 
Uh, Ghostbusters, the original came out in 1984. Three years later, came along, came along Ishtar. Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you about this, folks. Um, I know for a fact that Ishtar is a great movie because I watched it. And it was hard to watch. <laughs> that makes it a great movie? No. For this podcast. Um, your friend? You have a friend that defends this movie. Yeah. So I have a, I have a really close friend. Uh, his name's Andy. Okay. And Andy will always tell, uh, tell me and anybody who will listen that Ishtar is an underrated movie. That it gets slammed for being a box office dud and a critical failure. But there's actually a lot of you know, great stuff in there. Uh, and so I thought it'd be interesting to explore that a little bit, you know, go, go back and watch it and, and see, you know, kind of what he's talking about. And I think I know what he's talking about. I just don't agree in the overall assessment. Like this is, this is by far not a good movie. This is not a well-made film. There's not a lot of, um, great plot structure to this. It's no, it, all it goes, over it's erra- the place. It's erratic. My notes are very difficult to follow because yeah. of that. It's oh, erratic. it is. And All over a, the place. There's a very um, <laughs> that doesn't come out wrong. It's like there's a it's a Eminem, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's Marshall Mathers thick candy shell. It's not Eminem, but it's oh, a thick candy, candy shell. shell. Okay, gotcha. Thin gotcha. candy shell. Slim shady. Thick candy shell would break mm-hmm. your teeth. Um, that's an, a- an acorn. Okay, so thin candy shell. I don't think acorns have candy shells. Okay, um, thin shell. That would be a thin, thick shell. I totally get the squirrel population's obsession with them now, though. <laughs> if indeed those have thick candy oh, shells. This is delicious, these acorns. You know, cows will eat acorns, uh-huh. and they their their stomachs get just liquefied by them. Bad form. That is, that is awful. They get sick from them. That is awful. Did I tell you about pregnancy? Can we talk about that? Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so great, great podcast. This is great audio. Yeah. Um, Acorns can be a little greasy sometimes. Yes. But. Greasy audio um, from the makers. Of, never mind. Of babies. Um, so what are they talking about? This podcast is from the makers of babies, by the way. This We've is both true. made babies. And so, so is so Dr. That's Phil. Right. So, you know. Dr. Phil has You're not well. lying. That is not false advertising. Oh, man. Okay. Let me, I gotta say, I love me, doing this. Let to me you, reassess. By the way. I'm reassessing. Okay, so I'm I'm going away from the Eminem analogy. Okay, it's gone. <laughs> okay, we're taking it. and We're just swiping it out all of right, here. It's right, gone. Right. Delete. 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 We're no longer worried about the Eminems. Anyway, let's go ahead and talk about Ishtar. <laughs> <laughs> what its name is? What its name is? Ishtar Shady. So Ishtar, I think it's time, Phil, Uncle Phil. I think it's time for some deets. Ishtar. Here are the deets. Ishtar is a movie that came out in 1987. What if that was the whole review? May Ishtar 15th. is a movie that came out. In 1987. <laughs> and it's directed by Elaine May, who you told us never... Never directed and another never movie again. never directed again. Yeah, a lot of the responsibility for how bad this movie did, people put on her shoulders. How'd she get that job in the first place? Do you know? She was doing good work. She's really smart. Um, she writes really well. She wrote movies after that. Um, they just didn't good let movies. her have the... Uh... Uh, like Primary Colors, I think it was one. Right. And mm-hmm. those kind of things. Um, so she's very clever. She had good relationships in the industry. And, you know, so... But she ran afoul of uh, Warren Beatty. And she... Did she run afoul of Dustin Hoffman, too? No, that's... At least that... I haven't picked up on any of that, like but it seemed a... like there was a power struggle with her and Beatty, 
Who and, was uh, the producer on this movie, by the way? Correct. It was his movie. Like he it was the movie he wanted to make, and so you know they kind of creative differences and trying to figure it out. And they all had final cut on the edit, which never works when you have more than one person with final cut. So they had to figure all that out. Starring Dustin Hoffman, yep, uh, from many great movies, Warren Beatty, Isabel, and Jenny. I don't know. That's the girl, though, that Warren Beatty's Warren girlfriend, Beatty's girlfriend is, mm-hmm. right? Was, yeah. <laughs> Charles? I mean, maybe they're still together. Oh, I no, don't you're know. you're saying she passed away. No, I was like, no, oh, no. okay. <laughs> no, I just meant <laughs> we need a moment of silence. Uh, recurring this year. <laughs> this is the Never mind. Um, a, recur- a, a repeat offender on this podcast, Charles Grodin. Yeah. Uh, Grody stars Grodin. as a, like, the CIA operative. And then there's several others that are also I love Charles Grodin. Um, just some random people. There are people in this world that are just naturally funny. Mm-hmm. Grodin is one of those. Like, he could do anything, and I just think he's just got such a, you know, fun sense of humor to him. I'm going to yawn issue today. Yeah? Do you ever have that on the radio, ever? <sighs> no. I'll, I'll have, um, you know, Burt Bubbles or something like that. But <laughs> how, many, how many hours of audio do you create every week? Wow. All right, let's do some math. I always like doing math. Let's do some math. Um, so do you want just actual audio that gets produced and shown to an audience, or do you want, like, when we have to redo stuff? Oh, yeah, 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 total. Like, total, like, speaking into a microphone. Yes. Your nodes. Okay. You have developed nodes. You've said that, right? So, no, I hope not. I hope I have no nodes. Not nodules? What did you say you developed something and you can't have calluses in your throat? Oh, do I? You said that on one time. We okay, I'm so, then yes. Then yes, I do. I'll, I'll embrace the verbal reality. Oh, well... Um, it's all been a sham. <laughs> it's um, all a lie. I I think we do. Uh, we probably do hour and a half every day for the radio show. That's just spoken. It's a four hour show, but as far as the parts that you know okay. we're talking, um, so that's a total of five times an hour and a half, which is seven and a half hours. Uh, then we do. Uh, I do two weekly podcasts. Uh, Sif Pop, we do both the spoiler cast and the regular cast, uh, and often some bonus stuff. That's usually a two and a half hour process. Shoe is usually about an hour process. So that's another three and a half, so that's eleven hours ish. And yeah, that's that's about it, I think. I mean, there's there's others. Oh, and I've got voiceover stuff that I do, mm-hmm. uh, and that'll take another like ad stuff. Half, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do voice. I actually do all the training videos for Lowe's. Uh, so if you ever really end up working at a Lowe's, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, I've done some commercials as that well. That was you. Oh no, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't work at Lowe's, but anyway, uh, uh, I've done some commercials as well. I had a car commercial that was running up in uh, Michigan here for a little that's bit. That's so cool. For um, yeah, so yep, uh, yeah, I'd guess somewhere around eleven to fifteen hours Most, depending on the week. That's all on you though. Like you're on your own doing a lot of that, other mm-hmm. than the radio show, right? Yeah. Yep. In the podcast, I guess the podcast too. But yeah. like your voiceover stuff, you have a studio at your house, so correct. Just the best, yeah, ever. Yeah, no, it's it's wonderful. It's yeah. fun. You've been over there. I know. It's You've great. talked into those microphones. I have, and they're great. Yeah, they're phenomenal. We have kind of a. Um, this is our studio here. Yeah, uh, it's also uh, many other things as well. It's where I have my rap battles on weekends. We oh have, yeah, we have raves and rap battles. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, a little of Mom Spaghetti on your shirt, so yeah, yeah. So yeah. raves. What? What are you talking about? You don't get that reference? No. Okay. No. That's Eight Mile. Oh, I'm sorry. 
It's wait, one wait, of Eminem's most Eminem famous twice, songs. Though. I know. We're that's why I Eminem went back twice. to it. I'm I, sorry. It was a running gag. But I meant actual Eminem's, and then I, I know. My, that went way yeah. weird. Sorry. Not yours, but mine. Lose Yourself. You, you've never listened to Lose Yourself? I have. I know all about okay. the raps the okay. kids are into these days. <laughs> um, I know all about the rapsicles. Um, what? What are rapsicles? Um, coming to NBC this fall, it's rapsicles. Um, release date. We already talked about that. 1987. Um, budget. Here's the big, the big sticking point. I'd say for ish. 55 million. Is that what 50, I mean? It says 51, but 55. Okay. And then uh, box office 14 million, 14 and some change. It lost yeah. money. Lots of it. Yeah. And it didn't even make back the two main actors' salaries. Right. Well, I guess it did if it made 14. But I thought they were they were at five and a half. Uh, and so that would have been 11 million just and for Hoffman and as you've said many times though every movie loses money quote unquote oh according to the studio alleged this movie actually lost money like this this movie almost buried the the studio so that's how bad it was for them sad sad very sad yes okay now is the time that everyone either loves or dreads people at home listening to their old AM radios are all saying <laughs> they love this. What did he say? What What was that? The aliens are coming. H.G. Wells, what? Um, They love it. People that come on this and have to do it hate it. It's called 30 Second Synopsis. 30 Seconds? Shouldn't be hard. I'm pretending like I've never... Never heard of this <laughs> well, before. I'm surprised by this, and I'm a little what bit angry. This? What is this thing? Um, but I'll go ahead and do it. All right, so 30-second synopsis. Okay. This um, is a hard one starring, for this movie. Starring Aaron Dicer as the, um, as the pro, as the professional, because you are the professional. Um, today's... Or Leon, as they call me in France. My friends call me Leon. Today That's you're going to be talking about Ishtar. Yes. Can you talk about Ishtar in 30 seconds? I, I will do my best, kind sir. Okay, I have this timer. All right. And I'm going to hit the, the start button. 30-second synopsis for Ishtar, Aaron Dyster. And go. Ishtar is about two failing songwriters who find each other in uh, the depression, but they figure that they work well together, so they start writing songs. They try to find an agent. The agent can't really get them anything except in a fictional city called Ishtar that's in the Middle East. They go there. They try to do stuff. The stuff doesn't work very well, at least in the singing department. And then they get involved in some sort of espionage where the terrorists are on one side, the CIA is on the other side. They're trying to please both, but they can't really do it until they find out that really it was their job all along to make it work. Pretty good. Um, There's also a blind camel, but it, but it's in great shape. But it's in great shape. All the all the all, everything works great on it. Okay, so that was a great job. That was right on the. I money. tried to cover. I tried to cover right all the, the important money. parts. Got twenty nine seconds. Twenty eight. Twenty nine seconds. Yeah. So it's good. Darn good. Good. Um, let's go do this now. It's time for five five point plot. Okay. Plot point number one. I titled it. Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> it's perfect. Thank you. I love it. Oh, thank you. Um, we have a singing duo, Chuck Clark and Lyle Rogers. Uh, they're songwriters, and like you said, they're they're isn't the depression. And I, I guess I didn't even think about that, but that puts it a little bit better context than thinking. 
that these people were trying to make it in the 80s. Oh, I wasn't. They are in the 80s. I wasn't they saying they were the 80s. They have the microphones and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the They were dressing depressed. like that's one of the jo- running but, jokes is that they're dressing like the new wave bands and they're old guys. Like, and they've got like that the is fancy, true. Yeah, you know, that is, the yeah, karate that, that kid headbands. That and is the, true. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I meant Sorry. they deal with depression. They there are, are two well, songwriters who are dealing with um, depression. But that got kind of heavy during this. The depression part. Nothing got, like suicide to bring some laughs, you know? I mean. Oh, I mean, <laughs> he's out on his wind, his ledge oh, yeah. at some point. Oh, yeah. He's going to end it all. Weird. It's hilarious. Um, bad luck. They have, a, they have a desire to become a singing duo mm-hmm. and make some money. And I said this to Simon and Gar- Garfunkel because do they reference them at some point? Oh yeah, there's there's Simon and Garfunkel like albums on the back. That's obviously who they want to be. Do you think the movie the movie knows they can't sing, right? Like the movie knows they're they're not good at what they're doing trying I, to do. I, I'm telling you though, like Beatty can't really function as a singer. Mm-hmm. But they tried to show Hoffman in a role that he sang a little bit, but he's dancing not, around kind of corny. Not saying, I'm not saying they're tone deaf. There's a difference between like oh, being you're toned. Saying, I'm just saying yeah, they're not great singers. We're not singers. talking Bette Midler here. Yeah, exactly. Like if you put Bette Midler in a movie, other than they're, other they're not going to be a successful focus. singing yeah. act. Right. So, but the songs they write are kind of funny. They're kind like, of funny. Like to the point where, do you, do you know who They Might Be Giants is? Yes. I love yeah. They Might Be Giants. Yeah. Like I'm talking like, in my top ten, and I like music a lot, and play music, and absolutely, music Birdhouse um, in your soul changed my uh, life, dude. I'm telling you, like I love they might be giants, yeah. and what they do has a little bit of yes. little, little little bit of that, little bit Not of that, a, lot. a little bit of Weird Al kind of, yes. you know. There's just there's yeah, it, but I think the that's played for comedy in the movie. I don't. I think they are clueless that what they're doing is that bad or that that funny i agree um but man some of the that song he does at the um at the home about leaving your will and he goes what's he saying about that's that's funny stuff that is funny because the old people are like oh they like look at each other (laughs) Uh, that was kind of funny i will admit that that was kind of funny that's that's the stuff that works for me the most is the songwriting i think that stuff's funny the old mike think night where he's where dustin hoppins kind of dancing around Uh uh-huh and Warren Beatty's just kind of standing there, and, and every once in a while we'll play the bongos. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought that was kind of funny too, because I yeah. I really do think Dustin Hoffman is a very funny person. He's very creative. He has that same. Um, I'm trying to think of who to really compare him to. He's he's Dustin Hoffman. It's like a smidgen of not as funny uh, Steve Martin. Now Steve Martin will get going, sure, and especially how it used to be, like when he was younger, like. Hoffman's has that same thing, a little bit of that, a little same, bit of that same sensibility. Yeah. Um, anyway, but not completely. I I would I would love to have seen Steve Martin in this. What would yeah. this movie have been like if he'd had Steve Martin? See, I yeah, like what if this movie had been uh, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels? You know what I mean, like yeah. the Dumb and Dumber guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I just it's interesting that it's almost prestige actors trying to pull off this zany weird Ooh, comedy you and maybe know? they thought that was their ticket to success super success i don't, I don't know warren Beatty wanted to think people he was fun maybe. yeah because it's not like there's a lot of i mean they're like acting chops aren't on display here there aren't any you know any real moments of bravura performances weird. or anything um so they get an agent mm-hmm. they meet this agent they call him on the phone right yep and um, he has claimed that he, you know, I, I listened to your, your shtick here, 
And I've got you a gig at the uh, hotel, a hotel in Marrakesh, Morocco. Um, and um, the last act they had there, you know, I quit because there was a lot of political unrest there, which is a foreshadow for the rest of the movie. Right. Um, anyway, so they um, decide they're going to take the gig. Yep. And the next thing you know, the screen pops up. Ishtar. This is... I'm guessing 30, 40 minutes into the middle. Like, there's a, it takes a lot of time it to takes get too to, much time. To, yeah. And, and it's weirdly structured too, right? Yes. And, like, and, all of a sudden, it, we're back in time to when they were meeting. You and, know, and, and that's weird because they did almost a um, flash. They did a flash forward to start out with. Yeah. Where they did a present, a, a present time, a flashback, and then a flash forward back to where they were at the bar. Weirdly structured. I didn't get that at all. Like why they would have structured it bad that cuts way. in the movie maybe maybe yeah. that was part of their problem with I the don't know but it was stuff. it got a little confusing there for a second so the next segment or the next segment the next plot point is called call me Ishtar nice. they, ar- they arrive in the neighboring country to Morocco it's a fictional country called Ishtar and um, they kind of get settled in they get to this their their motel hotel scenario. And there's a woman that this was actually in customs, right? When oh, they yeah, met her the yeah, first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm thinking of the next part it where, was, he, where I gotta be honest. Warren Beatty is touching her up, and the uh, that's later in the hotel. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking. At customs, it, actually, probably my favorite line in the movie. It's a little bit of an inappropriate part, but they both think she's a a man for whatever reason. Yes. Yes. And it, just to quickly squash that she's a man, she lifts up her shirt real quick. Do you remember this part? No. And Dustin Hoffman goes. Look what you've got. And like he's always <laughs> all of a sudden surprised. <laughs> you're you're a woman. She's like, yes, and she continues on. <laughs> it just cracks me up every time. Look what you've got. <laughs> he's pointing That's at him. Dustin Hoffman. Oh, he's funny. You can cut that out if you want. I just think it's, no, it's a no, funny. No, trust part me, of the people movie. have said much worse. Okay, all right. Much, much worse. Yeah. No. We would just have beeped it. Um, that's what we do around here. We beep things. <laughs> so so he agree, agrees to give her the passport in customs? Yeah, in customs. Why did she, I blink out on that? I don't know. She she takes his passport and, he, and she gives him her bag. Why did he and do so, that? How dumb. Because he wasn't going to until he realized she was a beautiful woman. And then oh, you know, it was, he was under her spell. So And not that she's playing that. By the way, that character is never overtly playing like flirtatious or anything no, like that absolutely. it's just they're falling into their own right uh you know spell. Hapless, haplessness mm-hmm. yeah um so um that's a perfect word by the way for these guys is hapless. they are hapless mm-hmm. uh she's in danger so that's why he does it um she says they're gonna meet them in Mar- in marrakesh in morocco right. um but chuck learns that the uh, overall the embassy is uh not gonna accept right uh Sorry, and not gonna. He has to have to get a new passport. Yeah, and it's and gonna that's take gonna longer take than a, longer than he thought. Yeah, um, Lyle then goes on to Morocco by himself to do the gig. Right, and Chucky stays behind. Mm-hmm. Where he meets the CIA yes, secret agent. Plot point number three: Secret Agent Chuck. Nice. So, Secret Agent Chuck um, is approached by Jim Harrison, who's an agent played by Charles Grodin. Grody Groden. Um, you know, he was in Beethoven. 
Yes, he was. Did you know that? I did. He, he also has in... a very small part, and so I married an axe murderer. And he was in Taking Care of Business, who which who is which which has been on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So anyway, was he in Pure Luck? Who was in Pure Luck? I know it was Martin Short. Was that Groden too? Maybe I don't know. Do you remember Pure Luck? Maybe I maybe you've there seen are some it. funny moments in that movie. Pure Luck. It's never mm-hmm. going to get on here. You don't think uh, it would ever get on this podcast? I mean, it could be. I mean, it's not like it's an Oscar-winning movie or anything, but... Pure luck. Pure luck. Pure yeah. country? No, pure luck. Martin pure Short. Se- have you ever seen Pure Country? Uh, I have a friend who was in the movie Pure Country. Whatever. <laughs> no way. George Strait? Pure Country? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're thinking of a di- Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah, it was... It, when was it? When was Pure Country? I don't know. 90? Probably 91. Okay, no, no. I'm thinking of a different movie. Dude. What were you thinking of? Some country movie that came out recently. I Jeff thought it was Bridges good. movie yeah. where he's yeah maybe. What's his heart? Something heart. Yes, yeah, I think that's the one I'm thinking of. What? Who is this? Uh, it's just a friend, a friend from college. That's awesome. So actually, a brother of a friend from that's college. a great that, yeah. movie. Like, I, yeah, I like that movie. What's it called? But I can't remember. The, I like that movie so much. I can't. I think remember that's his name. the one. I know he was in a movie with Robert Redford called The Last Castle. He was one of the. So this guy's a legitimate actor then. Yeah. As opposed to the illegitimate actors that we all we all know. Sorry. All right. Sometimes I say stupid things. Did I mention pregnancy and birth? <laughs> no, I hadn't. Okay, heard that just at checking. All. Um, okay, so plot point number three: secret agent Chuck. He uh, Chuck is um, asked by Jim Harrison if he will be basically go and kind of be a spy, kind of be a mole for their group, um, and. Um, Harrison, Harrison uh, gets uh, Chuck to Morocco to meet up with Lyle. Yeah, he starts to take him under his wing and kind of get him to be a you know a secret agent kind of for him. Why? Because of the plot. Of the plot the needed stupid, it. Of all the stupid things. Yeah. And I'm not sure I could explain to you the the secret agent part of this. I'm not sure that I could explain to you what exactly they were trying to do what the terrorists quote unquote were trying to do. I, I'm just not sure exactly what the point of all that was. Do you know? Do you know? Do you I mean like it was some was it a takeover? Or was it a takeover of the of the government of that of that country, of the Ishtar. They're trying to take over the government of the country. Is that what it was? But it's not this but oversweeping how, thing. And but how, how did the guys fit into that? And there was something about a map. I know you're I'm sure you're getting to no, this. No, I mean I, I very little. It's such a scattered crap. That's what I'm saying. Thing. Yeah. The plot is paper thin. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Papyrus thin. No, oh, papyrus thin. <laughs> So, um, I just don't have a whole lot. Like, I'm just telling you, my yeah, notes no, no, no. are, I'm, I'm like, with you. I'm trying to follow this. And I want, I'm going to tell you right now, I wanted this movie to stay with the songwriting career of these two guys and have some fun figuring out how they became, once it started getting into all the Ishtar, the actual Ishtar stuff. Yeah, how they got just, pulled into this. It was just like, what is this? I don't Yeah, why would this be good? Yeah. I'd rather see him get a big record deal and go on tour in America. Or something, yeah. You know, just some sort of hijinks or something. Weird. Uh, plot point number four. The Fathers of the Revolution. So, at some point, Lyle gets pulled into helping the woman, correct? Or they both... They both They do. both kind of fall for her. Yeah, and they're both... And so the movie plays them against each other 
in a way where they're both kind of doing the same thing right. and they're both aware that the other person is doing something, but, but neither of them is aware that the other person is aware that they're but doing it. But they're real it. stupid. Like yeah, they're oh, they're yeah. kind of dumb. Oh my goodness. The this scene- is kind of like Dumb and Dumber at this point though because they go to Aspen and they spend all the money in the, in right. the uh, Samsonite case and um, then they're like they're both trying to get Mary Swanson to be their... Uh, Maybe that's why I was in my brain because you're right. There is actually a lot of similarity That is there. similar. The the scene where uh, he is sneaking out for a meeting and Dustin Hoffman follows Warren Beatty and then all the different agents. That's another running gag is there's agents from every country in every you know place and that they're all there. But they're all following Dustin Hoffman who's following Warren Beatty. Yes. And then every time Warren Beatty looks behind him, oh, they all they'll like, stop and stop freeze. And and freeze. Look. I'm like, the, uh, how? Like this is not. There yes. is no way that anybody is going to no, not know and, that people are following and them. And it's so beyond, like, shtick. Yeah, it's not funny. It's not funny. Like, it's not even uh, something that... In 1987, that wouldn't have been funny. No. In, in a Charlie Chaplin movie? When, in a silent no. movie? No. What, is it Never the, funny. You don't think so even no. back then? No. Not that. There's got to be some element of truth to find humor. There's no element of truth there. And they're following each other around... And they tried to make light of, well, this guy's dressed like this. That's they're from Texas, and this guy's dressed like this, and they're from Albania or wherever. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Yeah. Anyway, did that ever did that ever pay dividends? The fact that there were Russian agents there in different countries, and just to be foils for the situation they okay. were in, to get them out of the situation, to have the big car wreck scene where they're all not literal car wreck, but but the scene where. They've they've Everybody's got running through town, right? And the little tour guide from earlier in the movie, we, who's non-point, but he only reason you even meet him, the little tour guide guy, is because his dad owns a rug shop, and he's also a drug dealer, by the way. Again, another moment where how do you not know the rugs you're carrying don't have human bodies in them, right? And they go into this rug shop and they escape onto the roof, and it was kind of like uh, Prince of Persia. We were talking about Prince of Persia the other day, and they're <laughs> they're running along the roof, but it really is pointless. If nothing else. Put decoy bodies in there. Like, at least, you know, put a human in there. So, really, though, they're playing the two parties against each other. One's the CIA people mm-hmm. slash allied whoever it is versus this guerrilla government thing yeah. that's opposing the government of Ishtar. So, the U.S. is trying to stabilize the government of Ishtar, okay? And then the guerrilla group is trying to overthrow the government. The girl is part of the guerrilla group trying to overthrow the government. And Charles Grodin's crew is with the king, I don't, I don't Hussein or whoever it is of, yeah. of the. Oh, that was no, right. probably bad. Um, anyway, of Ishtar. Mm-hmm. Is that bad for me to assume that? No, why would that? Saddam was in charge of Iraq. But there's a, there's a different king. His Hussein brother other than or his Saddam. cousin was the who was the king of Jordan, mm-hmm. who's also King Hussein for a while. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was Hussein in the membrane. Hussein in the brain. Mm-hmm. Hussein. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to do you something. Hussein. Hussein? I was gonna... Hussein. Different stroke. I was going to do a different strokes joke there for a second. Was there? Hussein talking about Willis. Sorry. <laughs> Hussein talking about Willis. Okay. Wow. All right. Moving that along. That was beautiful. That was really bad. Um, so the girl's name, by the way, is Shira. Anyway, not Shia, but Shira. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so we go to now plot point number number five, which is a little longer plot point because we have to resolve this mess. Greatest hits, what I'm calling this. Okay. Because at the end, we have the freeze frame on their album. Yeah. Um, actually, we have a freeze frame on this storefront that has all their albums in it. 
Yeah. Or like their album in it. So um, both Shira and the CIA, um, they're trying to use Lyle and Chuck. Um, they're trying to use them to uh, further their, their, you know, their, their. But Shira's feeling bad about it. She is. She's soft-hearted. Yeah. And uh, she has these too. And um, so they get lost in the desert. Okay. Basically trying to help out both sides. Um, the hilarity ensues as they run out of water. They're trying to find their way. There's some buzzards there. They stumble in the. It is a desert. They stumble upon a arms dealing scene where where Dustin Hoffman walks down to try to get some water for them, and he goes, "Are you the auctioneer?" This yeah. English. Well, and before Australian this, Warren Beatty has gone down as a disguised tribesman. Yes, yes, to try to blend in. Yeah. Yes. So, um, gosh. So Dustin Hoffman goes in, and he does this great accent. I mean, great. I mean, it's like. He's definitely, definitely uh, from that area. Yeah, he studied a lot. No. <laughs> it's basically like Belky from um, Perfect Strangers. Here's the lie they sell, right? Is that he speaks English, um, but he doesn't speak any of the languages that these people speak, but he speaks some sort of language that all of them will understand. Yes. Something like that? Yes. Am, I, am I wrong yes. in saying and that's they, the lie and they, that they and sell them? Eventually, these gun, these gun runner arms dealers... They um they buy into it because he's able to convince them quote unquote. But Warren Beatty is there and he's the one that he's kinda, the inside man. He helps the situation yeah. along. Um, luckily, luckily for them, a helicopter flies over and it's the CIA. Is the CIA? Yeah. And they who is trying to kill them by this point, right? Have you have you mentioned that? Because they're confused because they think they've turned on them and right. they're working for the bad guys now. They've left them to die in the desert. Yeah, but yeah. we need to shoot them. To make sure they don't get back. Right. And it could have been a gun runner so that we can cover this up easily. This movie is really bad, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean... At, once, you get to, once you get to the Middle East, this movie completely falls apart. It's gross. Not that it was great before then. No, it was bad. Um, so, they're trying to... Um, oh, they're trying to keep... The CIA is trying to keep the situation kind of quiet. And they're just going to end this whole thing and, and kill them. Um, but, basically what happens... Is the CIA doesn't kill them because they avoid being shot. They make it back to town. Well, because they they have the stash of guns that didn't get auctioned off because everybody ran away. Yes. So all of a sudden they have all these guns and they're shooting. They shoot at the uh, mm-hmm. helicopter. Yeah. How do they get back to town though? That vehicle? They yeah. leave a vehicle. Well, she she brought a vehicle because uh, Shira is now going to save them. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're in love. They broker a deal to. Um, they've written this album. The CIA is going to back. The album. Phil, yes, you heard me right. The CIA is, in fact, going to back this album. Right. And they're going to have a tour to support this album. Yeah. And it's going to be kicking off in Morocco. And they perform. And the government officials are like, oh, I can't believe we're having to do this. There's a couple times that happens. They're just like, oh, gosh. They're singing. We can't believe it either. They're singing their song. They start the show. Shira's in the audience. She's tearing up. She cries. Yeah, it's beautiful. She starts to cry. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh! I mean, that was meant to be funny. Like that was that was supposed to be a joke. But he, they won. They won her over. They won her over. And um, gosh, man, 
And then basically then the military um, forces the people in the audience to applaud by yelling applaud. Mm-hmm. And then you see a storefront, I'm assuming in America. Yeah. With all of their with their album in it. There you go. All you have to do to have a hit album is go almost get killed in the Arabian desert. And mm-hmm. have two here are your two options. Almost get killed in the Arabian desert. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have the CIA, the military back you. Make it up to you by backing your album. Or be you two and put your album on everyone's iPhone. There you go. That's a way. That's that's a that's a great mm-hmm. way. I so, think that works as we well. Got, we sold so many albums in that one album. I mean, it was automatically put on everyone's right, yeah. iPhone. Every, everybody got it automatically downloaded, but we count it. That's weird. It is very strange. That was weird. Listen, those guys are good at what they do. They didn't need to do that. You too? Yeah. It, it, it cheapened them. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so that's the movie. There you go. What are the what are the um, goods in this movie? What are the goods? Let's start with the goods. The songwriting. Kind of I fun. love every time that kinda, they're writing quirky, songs together. Fun. Like that opening scene, I was like, oh, I kind of, I'm yeah. kind of digging. They're writing this this song that comes back into the. It's funny. It's you know, it's it's funny to watch them write it. Yes, like they're funny together. Absolutely. There's a good chemistry there. Uh, so that that would be the good for me. What are the bads? Lots. There okay. are lots of name bads. two really bads. Um, the the hectic plot. The plot is so all over the place, especially once you get you know to the Middle East. There's like you don't know where it's going, why it's going there. Even before you get there, it's weird. The time jumps are confusing. They are confusing. All that kind of stuff. Having them be a duo would have been funnier. Just yeah. let them tour around, play in the yeah. city. They could be like Flight of the Concords. You ever seen Flight of the Concords? Yes. It could be like that. That it's actually very similar to Flight of the Concords. That may be the best actually comparison. That is true. I mean, they might be giants is fine. Weird Owls is a little off. But Flight, but Flight of the, the Concords is actually their what they're kind of so doing. Stupid. I love that by the but way. But it's still you know, clever. Kiss, Kiss is not a contract. I don't know if you knew that or not, but Kiss is not a contract. So. That is true. That's yeah. Anyway, all right. That is true. Um, so, what would you rate this movie? One horrible. Okay. One bad. Rewind. One bad. Mm-hmm. How many horribles? One bad. Five. Just uh, uh, last Airbender. Yeah, I'd give it four. I'd say bad. four. This is pretty it's bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Maybe three and a half, but probably four. This is like uh, waking up in the middle of the night with like really bad heartburn. You're just like, oh. Yeah. I just want to be sleeping. If the right heartburn now. could write kind of clever songs every once in a while. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, not really. Oh. Having some heartburn is oh, dangerous man. business. Dangerous business. <laughs> Jeez, so bad. Um, if you admit that you play the accordion, you can't no get one will, in rock band. No one will hire you for a rock and roll band. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, but you know, Paul Simon, though, when he writes, uh-huh. it's kind of like he that, has isn't that it? a little bit. Here's the thing: the, I, I say it's clever, and the and the writing's good. I mean, the, <laughs> the lyrics are kind of funny and interesting. The actual melodies that they write are awful. They are bad. Like, they are really bad. So they bad. are bad. They are bad. It makes me laugh. But that's but. kind of the point as well. So that is true. Very very true. Okay. Yeah. What have you been into lately? Oh, what's one thing you've been into lately? Um, hmm. something you've been into lately. I would say, hmm, con man. Who's in that? 
Uh, it is. Did you ever watch Firefly? Yes. Okay, so it's <gasps> it's the show that Nathan Fillion yes. and um, Tudyk, Al, Al, yeah, Alan Tudyk did. Yeah, it's basically Alan Tudyk. Yeah, uh, and it's it's so parallels kind of their real life. He plays somebody who was in a sci-fi show that was canceled before the yeah. first season. So they was flip over. it, right? Isn't no, um, it's pretty much the same. Nathan Fillion is like of, the famous one, and oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. I thought Tudyk was the famous one. No, 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 okay. no. So it is clever and funny, and yeah. yeah, I've I've really been enjoying it. That's awesome. So, yeah, and the, the episodes are like fifteen minutes long. It's what's it on? Is it on? Netflix? It's through it's through Amazon, I think. I think you can buy it through Amazon. Okay. Uh, okay. It's actually being produced now. It was the first season was crowdfunded, and then I actually think Comic Con. Uh, Com- Comic Con HQ, yeah, HQ picked HQ, it up. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they have a couple. You know, Comic Con HQ also has a what's it called? It's a Mark Hamill, and he goes around and finds like collectible, like little oh yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Like I've that. heard of that. Comic books and collectibles and things like that. Yeah, he was on Nerdist talking about it. That's the only reason I even knew about it. But so I've been watching that, and then uh, I'm also into the Wall, the new game show Chris Hardwick hosts. Speaking of Nerdist. I I think that LeBron James came up with that idea. He he's producing it. I think it's been a show in another country first. I could be wrong about really? that. Really? But I think he's producing it. Germany? Was it in Germany? I don't know. Zivo? Mexico? I don't know. <laughs> actually I actually heard that Trump came up with oh, it. Oh Trump it's huge idea. It's huge. We're gonna build a wall. We're gonna build a wall. And it's gonna be a great one. All right. Um I've been into uh Black Mirror. Oh yes. You and I I I was going to watch it like when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about it once and I was like I need to try to give that a ch- chance again. So good. Uh I can't watch it at night. Does it really freak you out? Oh my god. There's a couple of those episodes like um not I'm not trying to give spoilers but I might play test. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that episode like Playtest is the best. We man. watched that on a Saturday morning before my son got up. Yeah. And I was like, Amanda, I, I can't watch another episode right now of this. It freaks you Play out. Playtest is so good. Gosh, it's Playtest so, is one of my favorites. Did you watch all of them? Did you watch season I've one watched too? Six of them probably total. Oh, you've got a lot still. I know. To watch that's then. why I'm just slowly I I don't have time. I don't have time for I anything. I mean, there anymore. were weren't Gosh. there nine in the new season? Didn't Netflix yeah, yeah, release yeah, nine? Yeah, yeah. They had more. The first two seasons only had three, right? So Yes, there's two seasons with three yeah. each. There's a Christmas episode yeah. with John Hamm. Yeah. I haven't seen it and, yet. And then there's the new season that Netflix came out yeah. with. We watched everything seven or nine. We watch everything remember. around if Miller's able to come through in the room that I just don't really. Oh, sure. If you, if you don't yeah. know, it's an anthology show, which means every episode is different. Yes. So it's not like you're yep. following yeah. the same characters is, through each season. Yeah. You could watch any Black Mirror episode yep. at any time. It yep. stands completely on its own. What's the one with now, that? There, I guess I should say there are some references. Right. Like Black Mirror will make reference to other episodes, but not in a way that you have to know what it's. What's the know. one that Dallas Howard is in? That was the first one of season two. It is good. Um, I can't remember what it's called. But I like it. It's not. I mean, it's not one of my favorite favorites. But I, I liked it because um, just that idea. Like, I feel like we're in that world a little bit right now. Anyway, there's one where everyone is updating everything. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, Uber is the best example of that that we have right now. 
where you're, you know, the driver rates the passenger and the passenger rates the driver. And yeah. so, you know, yeah. and so this is a world where everybody rates everybody on everything oh, and it, your, it, your class in society is determined by your right. rating. The lady in the truck that she gets to ride with, right. I just, I was like, that's probably who I will be. <laughs> and I will live in the middle of nowhere and I would be like, yeah. I don't care. Just as long as I can have food and do my thing, I'm good. Uh, the history of you is my all-time favorite episode. I think it's season one. I don't think you've seen it. If you I mean, not season one. No. History of you uh, deals with technology that has been installed that you can have installed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a bean, which is your like central processor, and then you have something in your eye. Yeah. So it records everything you see. So everything you see all day long is available for you to rewatch. All those kind of things, and you can like you know uh, I would say Chromecast because that's what we have now the technology yeah. to throw something to a TV, so you can cast it to a TV to you know everybody can watch your job interview or whatever that you oh just were gosh. at through your eyes. Yeah. So it, it deals with that technology and how that would play on suspicions of things. You know, if you all of a sudden you can go back and look at details that you wouldn't have seen in the moment. Yeah. Replay those details and and you know kind of get other stuff out of them. It's really yeah, interesting. Don't give it away because I. I it's I, really interesting. And we've just been slowly processing through it because we have other shows we watch too. But like that one, like it's awesome. There's I'm another- telling you, there's been some of those. Like there's like they're just oh, like brutal. The one where um, the guy with the one on the, they're on the bikes. And the bikes are powered. Oh, yeah. That's the second episode of season one, I think. It's crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah, and you they, earn... Yeah. Oh, that's like... Oh. You earn a chance to be on a reality so show, basically. So sad. Like... Yeah. The whole thing is just sad. It's a commentary, though. Like, it's a, it, it's that's absolutely a, making a comment on like technology. the whole thing and, is. Like, oh, absolutely. Which I think is like... Like, how smart is that show? That's, that show Brilliant. is really intelligent. And you know what Black Mirror means, right? You yeah, know it's where your it comes phone. from. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, it's any screen. You know, every, every screen is a black mirror when you turn it off, and you know, kind of how we see ourselves through technology. Right. right. Yeah, I, it's brilliant. It's a great show. Absolutely, I'm glad you're digging it. I like it. Again, I'm hurry sl- up, watch the rest, man. I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, it's not like there's anything else to watch out there. That's the issue. There's a billion <laughs> things. Phil has a Phil producer. Phil has a whole queue of. These shows, and I've done a pretty good job of processing through a lot of shows. Yeah, um, Phil has just a ton of them. So I watch a lot of um, like the DC shows that are on CW. Not everybody's into them, but I watch I lo- Supergirl. <clears throat> and I don't like it as much. I love uh, Melissa Benoit is yeah. so charming. She's good. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, so I still enjoy Supergirl, and I love The Flash. The Flash is my favorite DC show. I think the stories on it are a little bit better than the other ones. Arrow is kind of, I'm not and it's sure also what, him too that I that uh, I really Grant enjoy. Gustin's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the bad guys on there are really good. I still watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for talking about superhero shows. You know, and I am, I am not caught up on last season. Was last season with Ghost Rider? Or is that, this, yeah, is this, that still this season? I mean, it was the first half of this season, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't caught up on that yet, so. Yeah. I just I, Agent, I could watch Agent Coulson in anything. He's good. I think he's great. He is good. So that show is consist- consistently mediocre, but he is he is fun to watch. What's, that, what, what's with that show? You said that. Why? Why did you say that? Because it's just it's it's very TV tropey. You know, it's it's you know mystery of the week. It's yes. not. Uh, yes. And I mean the suit. The there are so many superheroes that we've seen all these powers before. You know, and I don't know. Nothing's new. Yeah, I do like how it connects to the movie universe. Though. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. the The pacing of it is weird sometimes, and yeah. that, I think that's kind of it's not driven me completely away because I will catch up. 
but it's not been like, I've got to see this every single yeah. possible week. So. Yeah, I actually had a, a moment uh, just this season, actually happened on our podcast, where mm-hmm. I realized I'm watching shows that I really should just give up on, and I just I just stopped. Like, what was one of them? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I didn't, I still watched The Blacklist, so it wasn't that, mm-hmm. um, because James Spader is just too amazing. Uh, it was, what was, what's the one like, what's the tattoo one? Oh, I've gosh, yeah, I was done with that one. I've put it out of my mind. So, Marked, Inked. Um, what <laughs> Marked, was it called? Inked. Inked um, is a show, but not that show. Uh, it's called the... It's Everybody's called? screaming at their I know. headphones right so now. I'm so sorry, guys. It's called the... I don't know. The Great Tattooed Lady. Tattoo. <laughs> Tattoo. 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 NBC's something nbc tattoo get there without google get there without tattoo show tattoo lady tattoo nbc tattoo lady show that's just (laughs) popped up blind spot blind spot coming to nbc this fall it's blind spot what happens when a person is tattooed and dropped in the middle of Times Square and she doesn't have any clothes on the mystery of solving what the mystery is is the mystery of the whole show what does that title even mean blind spot i didn't think about it what does blind spot have to do with anything (laughs) I'm going to see this vote. I don't know. Blind spot. Anyways, there were a couple. There was one spot that was left untattooed. (laughs) I guess. The blind spot must be the thing we're missing. We're missing. We we can't see what's really happening. That's a stretch. Well, it's all right. She does have tattoos all over her body. Tattoo. Anyway, there you go, man. We saw Prison Break and we loved it. Coming next, the blind spot. (laughs) We saw Prison Break and we loved it. Gosh, well, cool, man. Right? Is it the same concept? Tattoos, you know, show the way. Is that, that that's what Prison that, Break was all about? I, the first I never season. watched Prison Break. Oh, never seen it. All right, now I don't have to. Thank you. <laughs> I had. I've never cool, had. It. it was pretty clever. That first season of Prison Break is actually pretty clever. And people, people always have said that that Prison Break's good. First season, beyond the first season, it tails off. And now the two fast. main characters from it are in um, the DC yes TV shows. Yeah, Legends and, Legends of Tomorrow. Do you watch it? Uh, no, I don't. It's good. I, no. I like it. So. No, I don't. Um, but bl- I think uh, not blind spot. I think uh, Prison Break is actually coming back. What? I think so. They're back in prison. I don't know. I Prison Break is a show that should have been an anthology show. Every <laughs> season should have been a different set of characters. Well, they may out do that then. in a different way. They may do that. Then. If I think if they're smart, that's the way they'll do it. That's smarter to do that. It's like American Horror Story and how they do things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, smart. Yeah. I love Very anthology smart. shows. I think that's great. I like, um, like we talked about Black Mirror. I wish that they would do, you know how Twilight Zone was? Mm-hmm. I, I read a thing, it's been a while back, about J.J. Abrams talking about if he was going to do anything in television, like a, a, something else, it would be something like that. Yeah. Which, I think Black Mirror is the new cool? Twilight Zone. I think I it is too. Yeah, I don't. That thing is brutal at times, man. Yeah, I would say if you're going to get into the Black Mirror, maybe don't start with the first episode. Yeah. Because the first episode is in two ways different than the rest of the episodes. Yeah, it is different. Because I saw it first, mm-hmm. and I, don't, I think that must be what it was. I started watching it, and I was like, oh, okay, well. Eh. The first episode is is not even future technology, really. It's about dealing with technology of modern times, right. basically, and which is different than the rest of the episodes. And it's also much, much crasser than most of the episodes. And the central plot point yeah. is is uh, very crass. So, and, and understandably, I know the point they're trying right, to make. Right. But this one, the, the rest of the ones I've seen are, it's like this subtle, like it's mm-hmm. a subtle build to what, right. it, what it's to. And there's yeah. some good episodes. There. Anyway, cool, man. There you go. Anything, That's a good else, one. Go, anything else going on? 
Um, Academy Awards came out, you know, the nominations. I'm always interested in those. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know there's a little bit of a La La Land backlash, but as far as I'm concerned, it can win everything. It's an yeah, amazing it's movie. Good. It's my favorite movie of the mm-hmm. year. Um, no, not really. Not really? No. New movies coming out that you're thinking about? Oh, it's January, man. I mean, it's... There's not a, there's not a Rockadoodle <laughs> 2 coming out or anything? <laughs> like I said, Split, you know? It's, it's M. Night where Shyamalan. to go, huh? if you If you liked M. Night's older stuff... Um, let, let me say, I, I cannot guarantee you will love this movie. I can guarantee that it will be an experience for you. Okay. So, um, I, all I'll say is I, I don't, it, it may be the single greatest movie going experience of my life. I'm, I am speechless right now. Yeah. It's that good. I listen. It's not that it's that good. It's just that it's... I said it may have been the single greatest movie-going experience of my life. Did you get free food there when you went there? <laughs> They're like, by the way, everybody, James McAvoy, call in. He's going to say, everyone here to have free whatever you want. I, can't, I cannot explain why until you've seen the movie. Okay. Well, don't, yeah, don't tell me. But let's talk I'm, I'm not even going to read. I want desperately to talk about it after you've seen the movie. I will watch it, and then we will talk about it. Okay. So. Um, what's, it, what, what's your experience with M. Night? I love M. Night. Okay. I hate the happening. Right. Like, I hate it from a standpoint of going, I, Aaron, I'm just going to tell you about me right now. <laughs> I hate being hit over the head with obvious crap. Sure. So if, if, if me pouring, you know, just oil onto the earth is bad for the earth, no, duh. I understand that. I don't need to be told that the plants are now going to come alive and kill me because yeah. of all the horrible things. That, I don't need to hear that. Yeah. And that movie, like literally, the wind by the end, Marky Mark is looking and the wind's blowing and they're running away from the wind. <laughs> and you just go, so stupid. But with that said, yes. sorry. Signs is awesome. Um, uh, Unbreakable, awesome. I always want to say invincible. What was the first one? Six Sense. Six Sense. I see dead people. Awesome. Where are you at on the village? I love it. Oh, good, good. I love the village. A lot of people don't. A lot lo- of people hate the village. I loved watching Lady in the Water. Yeah, I enjoyed Lady in the Water more, more <laughs> than most too. It was great. And then, like I said, the happening is just so off for me. And then we, then you just go into this whole, you know, fall, you know, you know, falling off the cliff. He had something to do with After Earth. He had... Oh, he directed After yeah, Earth. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we, done, we did that on the podcast. It, yeah. It's bad. Like, yeah. And you just go, ugh. And go. Then, Go see this movie. Yeah, I want. See it I, I want to be. Well, I can't. But but I want to be. Don't, I want not with that attitude. Maybe you can't. Saturday. Just go see it tonight. Saturday, it might happen. It may happen Saturday. Go with so. somebody else who loves old M Night movies. No, I, I yeah, I, I can do that. Okay, I, I, won't, I won't take my son. Right, we don't want to take my son. My my. No, probably not. I mean, it's PG thirteen, but it's definitely intense. Got it. All right, man. Well, yeah. cool. If you want to hear Sip Pop's official ranking of M Night movies, it's episode seventy three of Sip Pop. It's yes. a really good episode. We're yes. doing a new thing called Sift Sort. Where, now, Phil, Phil was telling me about it. I didn't, I didn't yeah. get to hear it yet. So. so we've we've only done two so far. We did start the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. and we did M Night movies on the mm-hmm. last one. So, yeah, That's cool. Um, Sif Pop, where else can they find you at on the internet? You can you can search for Sif Pop for podcasts if you want to uh, listen. Um, it's S I F T P O P one word okay. uh, wherever you do your podcasts. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Aaron Dicer. That's uh, Twitter is where I do most of my movie related social media. Okay. It's kind of been my landing place to connect with other movie fans, those kind of things. 
Uh, so I've been enjoying that. Um, so just search for my name, Aaron Dicer. You'll also find my Facebook and Instagram, those kind of things. But for, you know, for movie stuff, it's usually on Twitter where I do that stuff. Um, the podcast network is Studio DNA. Huh? So you can subscribe to um, our live podcast. We do we record all our podcasts live and then put them up in the podcast feed. So if you want to get, you know, information on that, we do that at Mixler, mm-hmm. Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. Um, I don't know what uh, YouTube, I guess, you know, yeah, if you yeah, do the YouTube yeah. thing, check out my YouTube reviews. Uh, every week I do two new movies. They're about the, uh, well, the, the videos themselves are about six minutes long, but the actual movie review is probably four minutes long. Uh, try to keep it under five minutes. And, uh, I do, uh, five things about is the shtick yeah, of right. my movie reviews. So, um, so that's how that works and, uh, and have a good, so subscribe at YouTube. Um, Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I mean, it's been great. It's been Sif uh, Pop has been growing. The YouTube channel's been growing. Awesome. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun. So okay. very cool. Yeah, very very cool. Come I- say hello. Come hang out. Come talk movies. Come tell me why I'm an idiot for liking Split. Whatever you want to do. No, I I'm I'm excited about Split. Seriously, text me as soon as you get out of the movie. Okay, I will text me. I, I will. Wanna, I want to know I'm how gonna, you feel about it. I'm I can guarantee you if if you're saying these things about it, I can guarantee I will F- love it. Phil, have you M Night fan? You you watch Split yet? I haven't. Uh, I I mean, I want to after listening to you guys talk about. You didn't it, listen to the spoiler part. No, oh, no. Okay, good, good. I actually, I mean, one thing about your podcast that's kind of cool is like I never listen to the spoiler episode, and then I'll watch the movie because I'm always behind. Yeah, after yeah, you guys. Sure. So, like, I'll watch it like a, m- a month later or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I'll go back and and, and find the spoiler and then episode. listen to the spoiler yeah, review. I mean, when you go see something that you love, and mostly I'm going to see movies that I love. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, like most Americans, but <laughs> most human uh, beings, yeah, they don't decide to go things they're gonna hate. Go see uh, things they're gonna hate. <laughs> You know, there's nothing worse than going to a movie and like you have like, you know, a short conversation with maybe the person that you went to go Mm. see the movie with, but then you want to keep talking about it. Yeah, you want to go a little deeper. Yeah. And so it's what's nice about the spoiler episodes is you can do that. You can just listen to. And they're their own episode, you know, so you don't even have to like find where it is in the, you know, in the the episode. It's actually its own episode. The spoiler cast is. So So I, my wife and I, we, I mean, just me in general, I I don't get to go see a lot of movies in the theaters. We had a baby last year and mm. so it's it's hard to get out um and do that in theaters we watch a lot of movies at home um but sometimes i'll, I'll just pick up the episode like six months later like after mm-hmm. it's come out on video sure. and all that so no, that's fun yeah. i do that with some of my podcasts too on the rare occasion where i don't get to a movie right away i'll wait you know to listen until after i've seen it but um but, but yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to watch split and, and i i showed i showed we do watch trailers but my wife had not seen the trailer for split mm-hmm until a couple days ago because she was like what is this movie why, why, why are they talking about this movie on Sif Pop and uh, I showed her the trailer she's like okay I want to see that right now <laughs> that's cool <laughs> so if nothing else I can tell you James McAvoy is brilliant in it he is he's a good actor he's phenomenal so oh I did think of one more thing when I was talking about movies I'm, mm-hmm. I didn't see right away uh, because I, I st- I'm actually tonight or maybe tomorrow going to see Silence the Martin Scorsese film it came okay. out in 2015 but it just hasn't shown locally and they didn't send a screener but uh, my best of 2016 will be out next week. So okay. I will finally release that. And if you're interested in what I always do top 41. So I call it my fave 41, my favorite 41 movies of the year. Awesome. So and I'm, I also will be updating, have already technically updated, but we'll be posting my uh, top 100 movies of all time. So I update that as well. Wow. So that's awesome. And I actually, the last time I, I updated that movie was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a while. So it's been in need of an update. Cool. So, yep. So, when people say, um, 
you, you know, credit movie critics like you say it's my top forty one movies of, of the, the year. year. Yeah, that that's that's for some people listening at home. They're like, you know, forty one out of 60, 41 out of seventy. How many movies did you see last year? One hundred and fifty on the nose last year. <laughs> my New movies. Gosh. Uh, that that's down from because I actually cut back a little bit this year with there's so much going on and so I decided to do two a weekend. Now obviously you can say that two times fifty two does not equal one hundred fifty. This is in the theater. Yes, I know. Yeah, this is in, going to well the theater. or through a screener that the studio sent. But you know all new movies of of two thousand and sixteen. Uh, I would say most of those happened in November and December because there were mm. so many there at the the end of the year. But but yeah, 150 was my number this year. Wow. Two years ago, my number was 185, something my like that. So. I mean, I, I saw in theater, I saw like maybe seven or eight or nine movies that's, last year. I mean, that's what I was too. I usually, so, in fact. Similar to Danae. I mean, that's about the number that Danae's. No, she had like 16 or 15 or 16 yeah. that she'd seen. But if if she hadn't been on the podcast for a, a lot of that time, it would it would have been more like you know, six or seven. But, I used to, before I was a, an official movie critic, I used to talk about my summer eight. I would pick eight movies I was allowed to see every summer. And so I would list the eight movies that I was actually going to spend my money on and go see. Um, now I have deals worked out with the movie theater. So I, you know, I don't have to worry about being out of pocket. So, you know, that, that helps me to be able to see. But yeah, I movies. mean, I, there's over a hundred movies that you saw last year that aren't even on that list. Like more than correct. 100. Correct. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I was concerned. I was genuinely concerned that this was an awful year in movies. 2016 really was a very bad year. A lot of movies like Independence Day that you just did not meet expectations. Um, I was really concerned I was going to have to put kind of mediocre to bad movies on my top 41 of the year. Really? Like, like I wasn't going to find 41 good movies. Mm-hmm. And then November and December happened and it was like, boom, like just good movie after good movie. Uh, still only ended up with uh, 17 movies that I ranked A minus or higher. Uh, and for an example, in 2015, I had 27 movies wow. that I ranked A minus or higher. So it was just a down year. Crazy. And I didn't have any A pluses in 2016. <laughs> La La Land was really close. See, I haven't seen I, it yet. But I went with an A instead of an A plus. Yeah. But in 2015, I had two A pluses, which was Revenant and Inside Out. So just kind of give you an example. It's crazy. Yep. But I'm excited. That'll come out, by the way, on the website, yourmoviefriend.com. Yourmoviefriend.com. Yeah. And that's where you can find the YouTube, too. Just search for Your Movie Friend. Mm-hmm. You can search for my name as well. Or, You'll find and it that make way. make sure you subscribe on your YouTube channel, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, getting up towards 1,500 subscribers, that's which awesome. I know. Wow. You know, no, that's huge. No, it's nice. It's fun. We're building a nice little community. That's, and, it's, yeah. Somebody was just saying in the comments the other day, they love coming to my YouTube channel because there's no jerks in the comments. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a superstar enough that, you know, everybody's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Snork. So, so yeah. it's it's a fun little community and it's it's you know fun that we're building it so it's awesome yeah i'm a subscriber i'm not only a subscriber i'm the owner and and this hair is real i can shower and drive a jet ski if i wanted to a little bit greasy but real it's real greasy and it's in your face congratulations okay well thank you so much for coming in no thanks man Thanks for having um, me out. You're welcome back anytime. Okay. Um, I what if what if I want to be the official co-host of the Horrible Movie Movie Podcast? Can I come back every week? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> if you wanted to. Right now, technically, the official co-host is technically, I guess, producer Phil. Not really. But, I mean, you know, he's Phil, so. Just give me a list of everybody else that's been on the show so I can call him and say, I'm sorry, you can't come in anymore. It's I thought you were going to say you were just going to take it over and change it to the awful movie podcast and then <laughs> and then steal all the guests yeah 
I really, I, I love you, Phil. By the way, I didn't mean to put you down. Did, it, did you feel like I put you down just then? Uh, well, you you gave me a gift card earlier, so oh, okay, yeah, we're, everything's we're good, man. Nothing twenty five dollars I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> 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 All right. A little darling. So bad, gosh. All right. Thank you, man. Yeah. You're great. USA. Ow. 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 <laughs>